You're listening to a Big Finish production. of Mother Russia and... Good God! Citizen, I thought I heard something. What is the meaning of this? My dear Yurovsky, I'm afraid once again that you'll just have to try to forgive me. There was an accident. I was holding a paperweight and... Do you know, I can't say precisely how, but I tripped and I broke the window. The windows of this house have been sealed and painted for your own protection, citizen. It was a necessary step which was taken not to keep you and your family from gazing out, but rather to stop those who might wish you harm from peering in. Now, my dear fellow, we both know that's quite simply a lie. One lie amongst many, for nowadays I'm surrounded upon all sides by those who mean me nothing but harm. Citizen, that is quite untrue. It is a most callous and unjust falsehood. Oh, but you can call me by my Christian name, you know. Or even, once in a while, by my former title. Your predecessor did me that small courtesy, at least. Tsar Nicholas. And he only ever meant to demonstrate good manners. And history shows us, does it not, precisely where such courtesies lead. To tyranny, citizen. To the myth of divine right. And to a nation which cowers in chains. Oh, you do have a tendency to exaggerate, Yurovsky. And also, if I might say so, to melodrama. Step away from the window, citizen. At once. I wouldn't want you to be seen from the street. Even a glimpse of your profile might be sufficient to inflame the people. I will have the damage repaired by lunchtime. I have no doubt that you will. Still, it was a fine thing. If only for a moment to get a lungful of fresh air and a glimpse of freedom... Yurovsky. Citizen. I have a question I'd like to put to you. In fact, it's something in the way of a philosophical inquiry. Then, whatever it is, you may ask me. But be swift about it. For my duties and responsibilities are many, as once were yours. Although, of course, I mean to be altogether less slipshod in my methods. Listen, I know that this brave new world of yours has little enough place in it for God. But tell me... Do people like you still believe in miracles? Why do you ask me such a thing? Because I think that, uh, not more than a moment ago, I witnessed one for myself, or at least something very like it. Explain. Immediately. An object appeared, from thin air, some impossible thing which seemed to flicker into existence, as if from a dream or an old story from the nursery. What was it? It was... uh, A strange blue box.
Well, Doctor, where are we now? It's difficult to say, my boy. Your question is a complex one with a spectrum of possible answers. You don't know, Doctor, do you? What does one ever truly know for certain, Miss Wright? Life is not quite made up of certainties now, is it? Wherever we've landed, I can't say it seems especially inviting. A white, grey, unprepossessing sort of street. Bleak-looking and deserted. Looks distinctly unwelcoming and unfriendly to me, too. Marvellous. Do I sense an element of frustration in your tone, young Chesterton? Perhaps just a little, Doctor. We never seem to have the slightest notion of where we are or when. Would you rather we returned to Skaru? I'm just saying we lurch from one disaster to the next without the least idea of how we're ever going to get back to where we started. Oh, but such is the life of the wanderer, of the nomad, of he who drifts among the stars, wouldn't you agree? Well, I would. But that's not a life which Barbara and I ever exactly chose now, is it? Oh, Ian. No, no. The young man's quite right. Quite right in every particular. Of course, I cannot say for sure just where it is that we have landed, or indeed when. Though, from the look of it, I should say that we're on Earth. The 19th century, yes? Towards the very finish of it, or perhaps... Perhaps at the very start of the 20th. I do think you're right about it being Earth. It doesn't look alien, at least. If anything, it seems to me to be rather too familiar. Still not England, though, is it? Oh? And how can you be so sure, my boy? I'd know England anywhere. No, wherever we've landed this time, Doctor, we're all still a very long way from home. A blue box. Are you sure? That is what I saw. Is this some manner of royalist trick? Is it your notion of a game citizen? Or some crazed riddle? No tricks, I assure you. Or games, or riddles, indeed. I find I rather resent your insinuations. I've always been plain-dealing with you, Yurovsky, and with all of your people, in spite of what some, my dear wife, for instance, would call a considerable and sustained campaign of provocation. Enough! Though you are correct, citizen in that there is most certainly a blue box now standing opposite this house, where, so far as I'm aware, no blue box has ever been seen to stand before. Aha! So you agree with me. And what do you make of it? I make nothing of it at all. A blue box, however unexpected, poses no immediate threat. No doubt the people of Troy said much the same thing about that wooden horse of theirs. It is a puzzle, citizen, but only that. And since today we stand at a crisis point in human history, I find that I have no time at all for such pointless diversions. Oh, but where's your imagination, man? Where's your sense of wonder? Hmm. Citizen, we are building a new kind of state in this country. From the ground upwards, we need practicalities, details, and facts. There is no place in the new Russia for the luxury of bourgeois imagination. I have to say that your new Russia has always sounded to me like an unforgivably chilly sort of place. It pleases me that you should think so, citizen. Such discomfort gives you but an inkling of how it has been all our lives for the great majority of your former subjects. Now, that is not entirely fair. Citizen, you may forget your dreams and fancies on today of all days just as you can forget also all hope. 
of rescue. Shall we explore then, my boy? Shall we see if we can't discover just where it is that we've landed? At what precise point in history? Doctor, I don't like the look of it out there. There's, I don't know, there's an ominousness about it. In that house across the street, it looks sealed up somehow. There's a kind of palisade in front of it. It seems more like a prison than a home. Oh, yes. You're right. What a grisly-looking building. I can't help feeling I've seen it somewhere before. In a photograph or a book or an old newspaper. But I, I can't remember exactly where. Then there's only one way to answer the question. We should explore, yes? Venture out of the comfort of my remarkable time-space machine and see for ourselves what lies upon the other side of that door. Doctor, I'm not sure, strictly speaking, that we absolutely have to step outside the ship every time it lands. I don't believe it to be compulsory. Stuff and nonsense, Mr. Chesterton. Poppycock and balderdash. Whatever happened to your great spirit of adventure? I, for one, have to see for myself. Miss Wright, could you find Susan and ask her to join us? If she wasn't with you, I imagine that she's still in the library. Hard at work, no doubt? Yes, Doctor, of course. And as for you, Mr. Chesterton, should you at any point rediscover your curiosity and your mettle, you might find me roving and free in the outside world. Good day to you both. Oh, dear. Ian... I think you've rather wounded his pride. You'd better go after him. Make sure he doesn't get himself in any trouble. Yes, you're probably right. He's bound to, of course. Still, I didn't mean to sound cross. I know you didn't. And I do share your frustration. You do? Of course. I mean, drifting through time and space is all very well for a while. And we've seen plenty of marvellous things. But I do want to go home eventually. And then, well... And then what? Why, then we get on with our real lives, don't you think? Together? Anyway, you go after the old man. I'll find Susan. And for goodness sake, let's all of us get away as soon as we can from this sinister place. I shall explore. I shall investigate. And I do believe I'll begin with that most enigmatic house which lies just across the way. Why not, eh? Why not indeed? Oh, Doctor. Doctor? Doctor, hold up. Ah, Chesterton, there you are. I started to wonder what had become of you. I thought you'd, uh, what's the phrase the young people use? Chickened out. Uh, Doctor, where exactly are you heading? To that house. The one which Miss Wright believed herself to have recognized. I thought it a very fine and logical place to begin our inquiries. Doctor, I don't like this. The street seems too empty. In the atmosphere of this town. You may well be right, my boy. I don't deny there's a distinct quality of malevolence in the air. 
Indeed, it's that which intrigues me the most. But I fancy we'll have our answers soon enough. Hurry along now. Doctor, I'm afraid we might get those answers sooner than you think. And just what do you mean by that, my boy? Look, over there. Oh, my. Soldiers, heavily armed. At least a dozen of them, and approaching at some considerable speed. Citizens, remain where you are. Place your hands in the air or you will be fired upon. My men have orders to shoot deserters, illegals and traitors on sight. Dear me, well, goodness. Yes, well, we'd better do as the man says and raise our arms, don't you think? Do it now, both of you. Even for us, this feels like some kind of a record. Staying in the TARDIS is starting to look rather the wiser course of action. Wouldn't you say so, Doctor? Uh, well, um... Susan, dear, there you are. Susan? Susan? Susan, what's the matter? Oh, Barbara. Hello. Goodness me. You do look flushed and rather worried, too. Whatever are you doing in here? And were you asleep just then? Your eyes were closed and, and you're breathing. I was meditating, silly. You looked almost as though you were in some sort of trance. You were barely conscious. You seem so very far away. Well, of course I did. But there's nothing to be worried about. I've been doing it ever since I was very small. Besides, where I'm from, we're all taught the technique as children. Oh, really? And, and where is that exactly, Susan? Where you're from? Oh, don't worry about all that. Not now, at any rate. So, did Grandfather call for me? I take it that we've landed. We have. Ian and your Grandfather have already gone outside. Then we should be going after them, shouldn't we? Oh, come on, Barbara. I do so hate being left behind. Come in. Good morning, Father. Anastasia, my dear dumpling, how did you sleep? Oh, passingly well. A few bad dreams, of course. Dreams about what, may I ask? Just a usual nightmare. Walls closing in, hungry shadows, a dark and endless pit. You know the sort of thing. I fear by now, my child, that I do. Though, of course, you know that bad dreams are only ever bad dreams. I suppose you must be right. I imagine they're just a jumble of silly nonsense and foolishness. Though Mother's old friend wouldn't have agreed, would he? That may well be so. He saw signs and portents in everything. Little good it did him in the end. Anyway, I woke up early, so I thought I'd come to find you. How thoughtful of you, my dear. Did you look in on the others? Mm, everyone's still asleep. All of them quite peaceful. Even Alexei seemed quiet and calm. Good. That's very good. Father, I thought I heard some commotion from this room. Oh, uh, well, yes, I, I suppose... Um, I suppose it's possible that I might have accidentally smashed a window. Father! I wanted to see the world again. I wanted to see the town waking up, the sun, the street, a glimpse of the outside world. Of course, uh, Yurovsky was terribly cross about it. Oh, but when is he not? Beardy, funny little man. Father, could I look out of the window? Of course you can, my dear, of course. But 
Be discreet and hurry. Our jailer has pledged to have it all boarded up again by lunchtime. After all, one can't allow the animals to see what lies beyond the bars of the zoo. Father, whatever is that funny little blue box out there? Ah, I'm glad you noticed that. It's rather by way of being the question of the hour. Whoever are these oddly dressed people? And what do those soldiers mean to do with them? Oh, goodness me, Father, but this is better than the theater. People? Who are you? What are you doing here? Gentlemen, please, I see no need for either weapons or voices to be raised here today. This is the doctor. I am Ian Chesterton. We mean you no harm. We are merely passing through this place. Nobody just passes through Yekaterinburg. Yekaterinburg, you say? Yekaterinburg, yes. Interesting. So, we must be in Russia, and at the furthest expanse of it, too. Doctor, please. Evidently, this is not a hospitable time or place. Officer, the question might seem to you to be a ridiculous one, but might you possibly tell us the year? We ask the questions here, citizen. Your task, if you wish to survive, is to provide answers. So, what is your business here? Where are your papers? We are travelers, wanderers. And spies? Certainly not. No, we are both entirely innocent. No one is entirely innocent, citizen. If nothing else, such terrible times as these teach us that. Gentlemen, please, just let us pass. Whatever is happening here, we have no part in it. I shall be the judge of that, stranger. I give you my word. Do you not understand? Either of you. Your lives are now entirely in my hands. Oh, Grandfather. He barely had time to cross the street before something thoroughly dreadful happened. It doesn't look good, does it? Let's hope that Ian can talk his way out of it. No, we should go outside. We should stop them. Or at least we should try. Susan, I don't see how we can. There are a dozen armed men out there. And look, there's a truck coming into view. Army, I think. There could be even more soldiers inside. I know, but we'll find a way, won't we? We always do. Susan, wait. Wait. Oh, for goodness sake. Right, come on then. Now, I'm quite sure that this most unfortunate misunderstanding can be straightened out in a trice. Perhaps it can. But only if you have the proper papers. And do you, citizen? Do you have the proper papers? No, 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 we have nothing at all. You see, we didn't mean to come here. Whether or not you intended to come here is irrelevant. You're both in my hands now. I hope you aren't threatening us, sir. Mr. Chesterton and I do not take kindly to threats. And we've been, you may be assured, the recipients in our time of much imaginative menacing. Listen, gentlemen. I care not if you are exiles, traitors, or simple hapless innocents. The White Army is on its way, bolstered by the ranks of the Czechs. We are soon to be surrounded. This town faces an imminent siege situation. Uh. So we're in a time of war. So many times are times of war, my boy. So, so many. But all wars until now have been capitalist wars. Fought in the pursuit of profit and at the cost of workers' lives. But this, 
This is to be a war fought for freedom. Is it now? So, white army, Czechoslovak legions, Ekaterinburg. Oh, yes. So, sir, would the year be by any chance 1918? Hmm. Comrade, you know that it is. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Doctor? This really isn't good, Chesterton. No, this really isn't good at all. That old man is a funny one. Don't you agree, Father? If you say so, my dear. Whoever he is, I don't think he's Russian, though, or his friend. The soldiers are getting really rather rough now. They won't hurt them, will they? Can't you do something? It's been a long while, I fear, since I had any influence over such things. Oh, Father. Wait. Now, who on earth are they? Doctor! Ian! Grandfather! Uh, no, uh, go, go back to the ship. Both of you, at once. Go back to the ship. Barbara, didn't you see what was happening on the scanner? I did. I know. But Susan insisted. And who are you? They're our friends. As you can see, they mean no harm. No doubt that's true. And no doubt there's some mystery concerning you strangers. But I have no time now to root it out. We have mere hours before the enemy arrives. You two men will come with us. What did you say? Are you issuing an order, sir? There is much work to be done at the edge of Yekaterinburg. At what is soon to be the front line. Trenches to be dug and fortifications to be built. You two will work there either until the enemy is upon us or until you drop. And if we refuse? If you refuse to do your duty as a patriot, is that what you're asking? If that is how you wish to characterize it, sir, then yes. Then, old man, I'll gun you down where you stand and let the scavengers fight over your corpse. Ah, I see. Then, uh, yes, when you put it like that, your case becomes rather a persuasive one. For goodness sake, take me, just me. Ian, no! Leave the old man. Please, look at him. He's frail. Uh, Now, now, I'm not so sure about that assessment. I have hidden strength, you know. I'm not as scrawny as I seem. Doctor, no. I agree. The old man is surely not quite so decrepit as he looks. He's fit enough to dig, if only for today. And after that, in any case, I'm not sure it's really going to matter anymore. Listen, Barbara. We'll have to go with them. There's no choice. He's quite right. But we shan't be gone for long, I give you my word upon that. This way, with me! As for you two, take my advice and get yourselves off the streets. Hide if you must in some place of safety. Yekaterinburg at dawn is no place for unaccompanied women. Ian, did he say Yekaterinburg? We're in Russia, aren't we? It's 1918, apparently. Oh, no. Now I remember where I've seen that house before. What is it? What do you remember? Enough! Do as he says, Barbara. Both of you. Wait in the TARDIS. We'll find a way to come back to you. Somehow. Father, is there really nothing you can do? I fear not. Comrade Yurovsky gives me such little license nowadays. His predecessors seem positively generous by comparison. But once upon a time you had so much power. Eight and a half million square miles of empire, my child. An almost unimaginable distance. Now I do not control even so much as this bare room. Even the window pane will not obey me for long. So let us only hope that those gentlemen down there will be well treated. 
You should not speak in that fashion, father. You'll know that it disheartens you so. You're right, of course. And your mother pines for the past. Quite enough for the rest of us put together her with her dreams of imperial glory. No, Anastasia, we should look to the future, you and I. We should stay cheerful and we should think only good thoughts. Wouldn't you say so, Anastasia? Dumpling? Forgive me, father. I was distracted. By what? That girl. That strange girl. She was looking right up at me. I cannot say quite why, but it was as though something passed between us. Oh, what a horrid mess. Now, Susan, Ian and your grandfather are both resourceful men and brave, too. They'll find a way to escape. I know it. I do hope so. And they were quite right. There'd be no point our getting ourselves press-ganged with them. I suppose that's true. I suggest we do as they said. Go back to the TARDIS and wait. Unless... Well, unless there's something inside which could help us help them. Is there anything like that? A device of some kind? A weapon, maybe? Susan? Oh, no. Grandfather doesn't believe in weapons or anything like that. Though the TARDIS is filled with all sorts of strange things. We don't know the half of it. Anyway, just now, up in the window of that house, somebody was watching us. I can't see anything. There was a girl about my age looking down at us. It seemed impossibly that I knew her. Really? Step away from the window, both of you. Now! No need to shout, my friend. I'm not your friend. I'm anything but that. Now do as I said. You grow too bold, I think, Mr. Yurovsky. My father and I will not be spoken to in so discourteous a tone. I'm sorry. I am sorry. But please stand away from the window. I have nails and a hammer and a piece of wood. So let me do what has to be done. Very well. Very well. Darling? Father? I'm very proud of you, you know. Come on, you two. The truck's waiting. Ah, uh, yes. I was wondering about transportation. This truck of theirs, I suspect we are not the only wayfarers to have been scooped up today. They must be getting desperate indeed to be dragging strangers from the streets. Doctor, I've been thinking about the date. Oh, yes, my boy. And what have you deduced? We've arrived just one year after the revolution, haven't we? It would seem so, yes. This great country will now, I fear, be plunged into civil war of the bloodiest and most brutal sort. The Bolsheviks are on the rise, then. The Soviet Union, as we know it in my time, is being born here, right before our eyes. It would seem so, Mr. Chesterton, yes. Fascinating, don't you think? Quite fascinating. Enough talking, you two. Keep moving. Get into the truck. Doctor, I know enough about where and when we are to understand that we're both in a great deal of danger. Regretfully, my boy, I must agree. Then what do we do? Uh, for now, well... I will suggest that we do exactly what the men with the guns tell us to do, precisely when they tell us to do it. At least, 
Yes, at, at least if we both wish to stay alive. What is it? Barbara, look, the TARDIS! Oh, it's gone, hasn't it? But it was right here, and now it's vanished! Can it do that? Just vanish, I mean? No, the ship certainly oughtn't do anything of the sort. Unless... Uh, unless it was moved somehow, or stolen while our backs were turned, while we were distracted by the soldiers. Well, whatever's happened, without it we're trapped. Right on the front line of a civil war. I mean? No, the ship certainly oughtn't do anything of the sort. Unless, uh, unless it was moved somehow, or stolen while our backs were turned, while we were distracted by the soldiers. Well, whatever's happened, without it we're trapped. Right on the front line of a civil war. <sighs> now, Barbara, I don't think either one of us ought to panic. I think that's most unlikely. After all, we've been in tighter scrapes than this before now. Well, probably. Barbara, Miss Wright, I should like you now to trust me. Oh? Please close your eyes and take my hand. Whatever for? I hardly think this is a sensible time for games. It's not a game. Please, come on. You've always known that I am special in some ways. Yes. Well, if you insist. I do. There. Thank you. Eyes tight shut now. Fine. But to what end? Now, if I can concentrate... If I can really stand still and listen... Yes? There's a trick, you see. Something Grandfather taught me. A way of sensing the ship if it's nearby. You'll forgive me for saying so, but that sounds rather fanciful. Really, Barbara? With all the things we've experienced in the past few months? All the things we've seen and survived? Well, yes. I suppose you're right about that. So? Can you sense it? Susan? Oh, no, no. There's nothing, nothing at all. <clears throat> oh. Ladies, excuse me. Whoever are you, sir? I'm a new friend, that's all you need to know for now. At least until we're more formally introduced. What do you want? I couldn't help but notice you both and overhear you too, and so I wonder... Yes? What exactly is it that you wonder? 
I wonder if the pair of you might not be searching for a strange blue box. Bad luck, you two. Just in the wrong place at the wrong time, eh? Something like that, yes. Yeah, it was the same for me, too. One minute I was taking an early morning stroll, the next I was being bundled into a truck and taken to what's about to become the front line. It's a grim old business, and no mistake. Grim indeed. <laughs> as grim, one might say, as death. I'm sorry about him. I'm Ian, by the way. And this is my friend, the Doctor. Makarenkov. Pleased to meet you, Makarenkov. Charmed, I'm sure. Do you know what it's like at the edge of the town? Why, haven't you seen it for yourself? We're new here. In Ekaterinburg. In Russia, too, for that matter. I'm pretty new to the town myself. Came here yesterday looking for work. You see, I'm a chimney sweep by trade. Huh. Chimney sweep, indeed. Chimney sweep. That's what I said. As much call for chimney sweeping is there at a time like this? People will always need their chimney swept, Doctor. No matter what. Stands to reason. What is the army that's on its way? A mixture, I reckon. The Czechs and the Whites. The Whites? Counter-revolutionaries, comrade. Anti-Bolshevik sorts. Of course. Or to put it another way, one bunch of murderous lunatics carving up another bunch of murderous lunatics. With ordinary blokes like you and me, trapped smack bang in the middle of them. Hmm. That sounds a pretty fair description, Mr. Makarenkov. Not only of our present predicament, but of the great majority of history upon this curious little planet of yours. Thank you, Doctor. Most uplifting. He's not wrong, though, is he, my friend? No, he's not wrong at all. How do you know about that box? Madam, I saw it earlier this morning. And you know where it is now? It's jolly heavy, you know. If it's been moved, I don't believe it can have been taken far. No, no, it hasn't. You know where it is? Please, the streets are no place for ladies. Won't you come with me? My offices are close by, we have hot tea, and even a few scones left. And if we refuse? Yes. What then? Then you'll never find your precious box again. Now will you? It would seem that we have reached our destination. More's the pity. Good grief. It looks like a building site. It's a bit worse than that, old chum. How'd you get your lot? Look lively now. They're digging trenches. A network of deep trenches. Making preparations, aren't they? For the war. For the siege and the slaughter. Indeed. One can almost sense the desperation of it all. A terrible sense of time running out. Stop talking! Out! Out, all of you! Do keep up, ladies. The streets aren't safe. There are many enemies abroad. Spies, deserters, exiles. It's, well, it's certainly a most vivid time to be in the city. 
Are you sure this is a good idea, Barbara? I mean, we don't know the gentleman, and I'm not sure he seems entirely on the level. Don't resort to slang, Susan. We may be in something of a predicament, but there's never any excuse for slipshod English. I suppose there's not. But you're right, of course. We don't know the first thing about him, except that he's seen the TARDIS. So I'm afraid I really don't see any alternative at present. I suppose not. Oh, we do hope Grandfather and Ian are all right. They'll be holding their own, at least. I've no doubt of that. Now, what exactly is it, young man, that you're expecting us to do? Dig. All three of you. Take a spade, join that gang, and dig. But it's stony ground. It can't be done. Anything can be done with sufficient willpower and energy, citizen. This is a nation, after all, that is being built on the impossible. Hey, I like that. I like the ring of it. It's a good bit of, uh, what's the word? Rhetoric? That's the one. Enough talking, set to work. We rest in three hours. Until then, dig. Better do as he says. Because if we don't... Yes? He's got the look of a man who wouldn't think twice about shooting any one of us, who seemed like we was sharking. Here we are, ladies. Do come inside. It's a rather large and imposing building. These are your offices? Isn't that what you said? I did, yes. So what is it exactly? It, it looks official. Oh, didn't I make that clear? This is the British Consulate. And I'm the British Consul here in Ekaterinburg. I'd have thought that the Union Jack might have been a clue. Oh, yes. That's something, at least. This way now. Do mind the step. Anastasia, dumpling. Father, do come in. I didn't mean to disturb you. You looked engrossed. I was only reading. Very good of you, my dear, to keep up with your studies even at such a time as this. Your siblings could learn from you, I'm sure. Don't say such things, Father. We all of us cope in our own ways. Of course, you're quite right to scold me. But what book is it that you're reading? Ah, it's about the French Revolution. Oh, I see. It reminds me of those novels you used to read to us. About the Scarlet Pimpernel. The man who rescued French nobility from underneath the very noses of the revolutionaries. Who cheated the guillotine of dozens of its victims. Ah, yes, the Pimpernel. Great fun, but alas, all just make-believe. You, you don't think it's possible then, Father? Not in real life? That what is possible, my dear? Someone might still come to save us. Never give up hope, my darling. Even in the very darkest hour. Ladies, thank you for your forbearance. I do apologize for keeping you waiting, but I hope you've been well taken care of in the meantime. Well, we've been plied with tea and scones for the past hour, if that's what you mean. All jolly tasty too, I must say. But comestibles aside, I would very much like to hear some answers as to precisely what is going on here. And it is those answers, dear lady, which I come now to provide. Firstly, do please forgive me for not introducing myself properly out on the street, but today is to be a most eventful day. A tide is rising in Ekaterinburg, and I thought it best to simply get you to safety. 
So, my name is Thomas Preston, and as I said, I'm the consul in these parts. You're English yourselves, I fancy. Actually, I'm not sure that's... Uh, yes, Mr Preston, we're both English. Or at least close enough as makes no practicable difference. Isn't that right, Susan? Yes, of course it is. And your names? I am Miss Barbara Wright. I'm Susan Foreman. Hmm, you're not known to me. And as you can imagine, the English community in a place like this is tiny indeed. Strangers are hardly common here. I'm quite sure that's true. So however did you come to be in this town, Miss Wright, at so dangerous a juncture? That is a rather complicated story. Oh, yes. Actually, please, hold your tongue. I beg your pardon? Yes, yes, I think it would be for the best. The less I know about the pair of you, the better. I'm not sure I like the sound of that. What exactly are you driving at, Mr Preston? Your blue box. Listen, I, I do know where it is. Then tell us, please. Oh, I will, but only in time. Mr Preston. You may call me Thomas. Mr Preston, what do you want from us in exchange for that information? Ah, now that, my dear Miss Wright, is the point at which things are going to become really interesting. Ian. Ian, old son. What is it? You're doing all right? I'm doing my best. But it's like I told them. The ground's like iron. Got to keep going, old chum. Got to keep striving, I know that. And I will. Listen. I'm getting a bit worried about your friend. I thought they put him on softer ground. <clears throat> well, yes, they did, but... Even so, look at him now. He looks unsteady. Yes. Yes, I, I see what you mean. Well, we've been at this for hours. It's bound to take its toll. Now he's tottering. Look, he's lost his balance. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, no. Doctor, doctor, you all right? Yeah, yes. Yes. Quite all right. Thank you, Mr. Chesterton. Uh, all is quite well. Can't you take a break? For goodness sake, somebody let the old man rest. No, no, I, I'm, I'm quite all right. Please, please don't make a fuss. I, I, I don't need rest. Oh. Doctor! Oh, no, he's fallen. That's torn it. Doctor! Excuse me, sir, for interrupting. What? And who are you? My name is Nikulin. I'm a patriotic Russian who happened to be passing by. Now, did you just say that old man is a doctor? Now, ladies, I wonder if you've noticed the grand building which stands opposite us on the far side of Vosnesensky Prospect, the sealed house with the darkened windows, number 49. Of course we have. How could we not? And do you know who lives within it? A girl. I know there's a girl inside, about my own age. She looked down at me, you see, and I gazed up at her. Why exactly are you asking? To see how much you know. Then I don't know anything. Not for certain. But I'm afraid that, yes... I'm afraid that I'm starting to suspect. Barbara? Go on then, Mr. Preston. I can see that you're eager to explain. So tell us everything. <sighs> oh dear. Oh dear me. I fear that perhaps after all I'm uh, getting a little too old for this. Please, hedge it, sir. Rest a moment. Lean upon your shovel and catch your breath. I needn't, you know. I, I don't have to. I'm, I'm, 
I'm quite hale and hearty. I insist, sir. Indeed. I make it an order. Oh, yes. And just who might you be, sir, to be able to issue such a thing? My name is Grigory Nikulin. And yours? I am the doctor, sir. Just the doctor. And may I ask, are you a doctor of medicine? Well, uh, yes, I, I am, sir, and of numerous other disciplines also. Then you must come with me. But why? For the good of Russia, doctor. And so that the glorious future might yet be secured for us all. Inside that house, the Bolshevik revolutionaries who now stand at the head of this nation are holding prisoner the former royal family, the Romanovs, Tsar Nicholas, his wife Alexandra, and their five children. Not that they're admitting to holding political prisoners, of course. Their favoured euphemism at the moment is detention under surveillance. Ah, I see. You don't seem in the least surprised, Miss Wright. As I said, I was beginning to suspect. The place looks so much like a prison, doesn't it? Most certainly it does. And our intelligence would suggest that it's almost entirely locked down. Guards at every turn. Only one way in. Conditions cramped. Machine guns on the outside. They've turned a house into a garrison and it's proving to be quite a pickle for us all. How ghastly. They've taken to calling the place the House of Special Purpose. The strike's a distinctly portentous note, don't you think? Those people. What do you call them? The Romanovs? That's right. They're the rulers of Russia? They were, but they were thrown out of power, first by one revolution and then by another. The situation here, as you can imagine, has moved extremely swiftly since then. And what do these Bolsheviks mean to do with their prisoners? It's our belief that their fate is still being decided. What are the revolutionaries to do with them? They cannot be kept imprisoned forever. They cannot live in Russia. They will not be permitted to go into exile. And so what is left for them? They'll kill them. Oh, Barbara, are you sure? Yes, of course. Don't you remember? I don't know. Grandfather never taught me about any of this. And at school it was all revolutionary France. Ladies. Forgive us, Mr. Preston. We are new to Russia. Nonetheless, your assessment as to the likely behavior of the Bolsheviks is correct. They tend to see such measures as representing mere collateral damage. Why, just last month, the Tsar's brother, the Grand Duke Mikhail, was, we believe, executed in the woods without trial. The same fate surely awaits the others. Unless, of course, they can still be rescued. And that, dear ladies, is where you come in. I don't suppose I have anything in the way of choice in this matter? Of course you have a choice, Doctor. Naturally you do. I do? Oh, good. Your choice is this. Either you come with me now to a certain house in this city where your services are most urgently required, or I shoot you where you stand and bury you in a shallow grave. Uh, thank you for your candor, Mr. Nikulin, was it? You know that it is. Now come with me. Hurry! Ian. Ian, look up for a moment. What is it? Your friend's being taken away. Look! Oh, no. I don't like the look of that man he's with. Oh, but this isn't good. Doctor! Doctor, wait! Keep, keep digging, Chesterton. Keep, keep working hard and, and, and draw no attention to yourself. I, I shan't be long. Doctor, where's he taking you? Be silent! Ask no further questions. Then... All of you, work!
may I take it then, Mr. Preston, that you have a plan? I do. It's one we've been hatching for a while now. Your appearance on the streets of Ekaterinburg represents for us only the greatest good fortune. So, what do you want us to do? I said that the house was sealed. Now, this is not altogether accurate. The Romanovs have long been denied personal visitors, but certain exceptions have been made upon religious grounds. What do you mean? Whereas Bolshevism seems to incline towards atheism, the royal family remain faithful and devout. They are permitted to receive guests from the church, several priests, for example, and, given the proximity of the Novotikvinsky convent, several nuns, too. In the past, they've even brought the family food, eggs, flour, butter. Perhaps now you can imagine just what scheme it is that presented itself to me when I first saw you. Nuns? Oh, Mr. Preston, you really can't be serious. I know it sounds absurd and dangerous in equal measure, but then such is the spirit of our age. Have I understood correctly? You want us both to go into that house dressed up as nuns? I do. To what end? Gather as much data as you can. I want to know the layout of the place. I want to know if there's any possible escape route that we've missed. If there's any way that we can spirit that family out of the place and get them to safety. If not England, then why not east to Japan or north to Scandinavia? Mr. Preston, please. From what I know of Bolshevism, if they find out who Susan and I really are, they won't hesitate to kill us. There is, I grant you, a definite element of risk. More than an element, surely. Look, it's really very simple. If you want to see your precious blue box again, I suggest that you do this for me. Well, ladies, time is short. I should appreciate a decision. Are you still worried, Ian, about your friend? Of course. How could I not be? The man who took him had the look of an official of the new breed. Goodness knows what the old man was being that. No. The doctor. Doctor's cunning and brave. And he's not usually outwitted. Yes. I'm worried because of something in particular. And what's that? It was the look on the doctor's face. It seemed to me, for the first time in ages, to be an awful lot like fear. Now, where exactly is it that you're taking me, Mr. Nikulin? To the Apatiev house, Doctor. There are within it some citizens whom I should very much like for you to meet. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Why so upset, my friend? Have you not, in a sense, been rescued? Surely this little expedition of ours is more agreeable than struggling to turn over earth and rocks. Well, it ought to be. Well, yes, yes, I, I see that. But, Mr. Nikulin, I am starting to have a horrible notion that I know exactly where and to whom I am to be delivered. Help you, Mr. Preston. Susan, no. It's so very dangerous. And you know, you know how things cannot be changed. Let the girl speak. But I'm not helping you because we've been bullied into it. I'm not helping because you've all but blackmailed us. No. I'm going to help because I saw fear in the eyes of that poor girl locked up in that wretched house. And if there's any chance at all that we can save her and her family, then I mean to take it. How marvellous. I do applaud your bravery. And as for you, Miss Wright? Oh, 
Very well, Mr Preston. Go on then. You may fetch the wimples. Yurovsky, what do you want now? I think I would like to start with your moderating your manner when speaking to me, citizen. I meant nothing by it. You know that. Our days are not restful in this place. Tempers inevitably fray. You must remember, my family ruled this nation for 300 years. Now the last of us are restricted to a bare handful of airless rooms. I do understand, of course. The situation is not an ideal one for any of us. But it is because of that very predicament that I come before you now. Just say what you mean, man. I am waiting for a certain order from Moscow. It seems possible that we may be able to move you and your family once more. Again? But to where? To somewhere calmer and more hospitable than Yekaterinburg. Hmm. Well, that is scarcely difficult to conceive. When will you know for certain? It is to be hoped by the end of today. That soon? Yes, that soon. Then I shall wait. That, in any case, has long been the pattern of my life. But I should like you to do more than that. Ah. You and your family, will you submit to a brief medical examination to be certain that you're well enough to travel? Your wife with her many ailments and complaints. Your son in particular, his haemophilia. Of course, yes, if you think it necessary. I do. Very well, then. I take it that Dr. Botkin will be conducting the exam? Botkin is indisposed. There's a new man today. And who the devil is he? Comrade, you may show him in now. Good day, Your Majesty. You are, I believe, Tsar Nicholas of Russia. I was, yes. Now I am merely a citizen. But good day to you all the same. Sir, I am... Honoured to make your acquaintance. And who exactly are you? I, sir. I am the doctor, sir. And I am here, if I can, to help. You may show him in now. Good day, Your Majesty. You are, I believe, Tsar Nicholas of Russia. I was, yes. Now I am merely a citizen. But good day to you all the same. Sir, I am honoured to make your acquaintance. And who exactly are you? I, sir. I am the doctor, sir. And I am here, if I can, to help. You're still worried, I think, Ian. About your friend? It's hard not to be. He's more vulnerable than he lets on, I think. 
for now, I think we might have more pressing concerns. What do you mean? Over there. Soldiers approaching. Somehow, I don't think they're friendly. It must be... Yes, it must be some sort of advanced raiding party. Mix of Czechs and whites by the looks of them. Men, stand ready, all of you. Prepare to defend this land. But we have no weapons. Nothing to defend ourselves with. You have a spade, citizen. Do you not? That must be sufficient to defend the revolution. We will fight to the last man and the last... Shovel? They're fighting at us. Then they'll see that we reply in kind. Get down here. If you want to survive, get as far down in the trench as you can. You still seem rather unconvinced, Barbara, that any of this isn't an especially good idea. Susan, I think it's anything but. Though I can't see that we have much in the way of a choice about it. Not if we ever want to see the TARDIS again. Oh, I wish that Grandfather were here. We'll see him again soon. I've no doubt of that. I must say, this wimple is terribly itchy and uncomfortable. The material's scratchy, too. I can't think how nuns put out with wearing it all day long. Susan, keep your voice down. We can't afford to be overheard. And we're almost at the gate. Looks like the battle's raging, and we're trapped down here. Just stay out of sight, Ian, and let's hope for the best. Well then, here goes nothing. Fingers crossed. It's so quiet, the atmosphere of this place. I know, but they're watching us even now, from somewhere inside. Can't you feel it? If Mr. Preston was right, there may even be machine guns trained on us right now. I must say, you sound very relaxed about that possibility. Oh, but danger's at the heart of what we do, don't you think? Yes? Who are you? And what do you want? We're from the convent. We have come to offer spiritual sustenance to the Tsar and the royal family. We meant, of course, to say Citizen Romanov, his wife and his children. You weren't expected, and you bring no food. God sent us here, alone and with nothing. That's the consequence of prayer, you see. God. Prayer. You superstitious peasants. Nonetheless, might we come in? Foolish, foolish woman. Everything you ever knew is burning. And still, you simply ignore the flames. But come this way. I'll take you to them. Well then, young man, everything seems to be in order. Your pulse is firm and confident. No scrapes or bruises so far, as I can see. Thank you, Doctor. The conditions here are not good. We are kept, as you see, cooped up. I imagine it must be a terrible shock to go from absolute liberty to this confinement. Well, yes, quite. But the process has been a gradual one. In Tobolsk, we were even friendly with the guards. I played drafts with them almost nightly. But here, in Ekaterinburg, it is, as you see, my wife has not taken it at all well. 
She has not my ability for resignation, and ill health positively plagues her. Migraines, sciatica, palpitations of the heart, though we all of us feel it, the children and me. Yet you are all enduring. I suppose that we are. Did you know that my birthday is the feast day of St. Job? I've always thought that, to some degree, I was meant from the first to suffer. No doubt, a, a foolish piece of vanity. Doctor? Yes? Earlier, when you arrived, you said that you were here to help me. And so I have, from a medical perspective at least. But, uh, Doctor... So far as I can see, there are guards everywhere. This whole house bristles with them, even now, by the door. They're listening. I want to help. Goodness me, I do more than I can say. But, uh... I have become attuned, you understand, to the point in all conversations at which I am to be disappointed. I saw you from the window earlier. I wondered even then who you really were. Your Majesty, there are... Um, how do I put this best? There are points in international affairs which cannot be altered. You understand me? No, Doctor, I don't believe that I do. Allow me to elucidate the point. There are lines which cannot be altered, events which cannot be averted, truths which cannot be rewritten. However much I should like to materially alter the facts, I am not permitted to do so. Doctor, what are you trying to tell me? My people, a long time ago were not so very different to you. They too sat upon their thrones and never thought to intervene. Who are you? And where have you come from? I'm a friend. Are you from England? From further away, Nicholas, even than that. But where? No. When? Citizen Romanov, you will forgive this interruption. Were you listening, sir? Hmm? Was your greasy little ear pressed up against the door? Eavesdropping does not become a man, you know. It gives him the appearance of a blackguard. You have new visitors, Citizen Romanov. Indeed? What an unexpectedly populous day this is becoming. And who are they? They are come from the convent, here to give you, your wife and family, some manner of, I believe the phrase is, spiritual solace. I see. Well, how kind of you to allow them in. This is not always the case, Doctor. Our lives nowadays are ruled by the whims of unsentimental men. You have my sympathies, sir. Doctor, you will come with me. There is something I wish to show you on the far side of the town. But I thought you said uh, that I was to examine the whole family. Later. For now, you're coming with me. I see. That's how it's to be then. You are his prisoner now too, Doctor, I think. As surely as I. Did you know that this whole town was once the very hub of the Russian penal system? I was responsible for the sending of many men to this place. An irony of sorts, I suppose, that I should end up here now. Enough chatter from you two. Today is no day for introspection. On the contrary, Yurovsky. It would seem to me to be quite the best possible use of my time. Doctor, we are leaving at once. Of course. Everything is urgent bravado with these people. All is needless sound and fury. 
Good day to you then, Doctor. I enjoyed our little conversation. As did I, sir. Goodbye then. Oh, but we'll meet again, I think. Perhaps? Yes. Just one more time before the end. Ian. Ian, there's a lull in the fighting. Good grief, you're right. No one's fired a shot for minutes. I think we have an opportunity here, my friend. I think so, too. You ready to make a run for it? Of course. Follow me. I know the city. I can get us back to a place of safety. See if we can't even get you back to your friends again. Then I'm in your hands, Mr. Makarenkov. Come on, then. Let's get out of here. Go. <clears throat> come on, come on. Wait. You two men. Come back here at once. Well, that's torn it. This way. Ian, come on. This way. Stop. Stop. This us. Stop. Girl. Oh, it's you. Mr. Nakulin, isn't it? You have visitors. Oh. Oh, yes. Hello there. And who might you be? I am Sister Barbara. This is Nova Susan. We're from the convent. You are? Yes, absolutely. You have 15 minutes together. Then you will have to leave. Of course. The rest of your family is sleeping, aside from your father, who is undergoing a medical examination. As soon as it is done, I will send him to you. Ladies, say what you will. I will be outside, where I can hear everything. Thank you, Mr. Nakulin. We shall be praying, so I doubt there will be all that much for your grubby little ears to hear. But I'll listen all the same. So, I don't know exactly who you two are. But you're not like any nuns I've ever met before. There are an awful lot of hallways in this house of yours, Mr. Yurovsky. An awful lot of guards and an awful lot of closed doors. Yes. And behind each one of them is a secret. Any in particular that you would care to share with me? Not yet. Perhaps in time, but we'll see. Follow me, Doctor. Quickly and quietly now. This way. Susan, wait. What is it? I thought I heard something. A familiar voice in the corridor outside. Your... Grandfather? I don't understand. But, Susan, it can't be, surely. We saw him taken away. Could you investigate? Assuming you can get past the gargoyle on the door. I'll have to try. Forgive me, princess. Of course, of course. Now then, novice Susan. Yes? I really think it's high time you told me exactly what's happening here. Finished so soon, sister. I felt a little faint, that's all. I needed some air. The atmosphere of this house is most oppressive, you know. I've grown used to it by now. Besides, many of my countrymen are enduring much worse and have done so for generations. You're a Bolshevik, I think. Of course I am, and proudly so. Then you're happy with how things are done here? Keeping the royal family penned up like this, all dignity taken from them? It is a solution, albeit a temporary one. 
But what do you care? I thought you women stood beyond all worldly matters. Of course. Of course we do. Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and, well, all that. But, Nicolin. What is it? I thought I heard voices out here just a moment ago. I thought I heard an old man. You heard nothing, sister. Nothing but echoes and ghosts. But I was quite sure. Like I said, you heard nothing. Now go back inside, tend to the girl, and after that, you must leave this house. Both of you. The business we have to do here today is not for your eyes. What's this? Where are you taking me? You interest me greatly, Doctor. You are not altogether what you appear to be. I heard something of your speech to the prisoner. You play at senility, yet your eyes speak of impossible things. Wisdom and terror and ancient half-buried knowledge. I'm not so sure about that, young man. Seems to me you have rather an overactive imagination. Get in the motor car, Doctor. There's a place I want you to see. Quick! Down here! I don't think we were followed. I think we've got away. You can never be too careful, my friend. But yes, as it happens, I think you're right. There's too much going on here today for them to be worrying about a couple of fleet-footed deserters. Where are we, anyway? Uh, somewhere on the outskirts, I think. I need to get back to where we were taken. I, I need to find my friends and get away from here. I can help with that. But where were you going, Makarenkov? Before they captured you, I mean. I don't think you ever told us. I never did, Ian. No. And there's a very good reason for that. You see, I haven't told you the whole truth. No. Take a deep breath, Anastasia, and keep your eyes closed. Think of, I don't know, think of a place like home. Susan, whatever are you doing? I was just talking to Anastasia. I was showing her that meditation trick you saw earlier. We're supposed to be undercover here, remember? Oh, it's, it's quite all right. I knew from the start you weren't who you said you were. Susan tells me you're travelers. That's right, in a way. Listen, I'm afraid I couldn't find out a thing from that rather brutish fellow outside. Perhaps I only imagined that voice. Perhaps I wanted to hear it. Susan said you'd explain everything once you came back. So, answer me this. Have you come here to save us? Sounds like you owe me an explanation, Makarenkov. You'll have to forgive me, my friend. I didn't know to know that I could trust you. And I had to be sure. Sure about what? that you wouldn't turn me into the authorities when you discovered the truth. Which is? I wasn't just passing through, Yekaterinburg. I came here with a purpose. You see, Ian, I've come to get the royal family out. Because if my sources are right, we've got only hours before the Bolsheviks mean to kill them all. Where exactly are we heading, Mr. Yorovsky? We seem to be leaving the town behind us and heading into a forest. It is where I am most comfortable. At heart, I am a creature not of the city, but of Russia's wild spaces. 
As to the precise nature of our destination, you may sit quietly for now and wait. I should warn you, sir. I don't react kindly to being told to say nothing. I tend to ask questions until I discover the truth. Doctor, when you find out the truth on this occasion, you may well decide that you preferred all along the pleasures of silent ignorance. So what are you saying? You're some sort of anti-communist. I thought you were a chimney sweep. That's what you told me. That's what you said. If you like, I prefer the term counter-revolutionary, but words aren't important now. I need to get to the house where the Romanovs are being held. This house? It wouldn't be rather somber, would it? With its windows boarded up or painted over, some sort of palisade put up in front of it? Yes. What makes you say that? Just a hunch. And as it turns out, that's also exactly where I need to be. Then you'll come with me, my friend. I'll do whatever I can to help you. You have my word. But I do need to find my friends again and get out of here. Of course. And you will. Now, it sounds like the streets are quiet. Let's see if we can't venture out. Time's against us now. The clock is ticking. For you, deserter scum! The clock is shattered and broken! Oh, no. Commandant... How much of that did you overhear? I heard enough. Now put up your hands, both of you. What are you doing? Any collective citizen, whether a unit of soldiers or a city of people, depends above all other things upon discipline. The penalties for breaking that discipline will have to be severe. Examples have to be made of those who transgress. And the penalty for desertion during wartime must be death. Now... Do you have any final words? So you really are just here by chance? I'm afraid we really are. Do you think there's any chance that the English might be able to help us? This Mr. Preston of yours? I hope so. I really do. The King of England is father's cousin, you know. They were close once. I know one must need never be ungrateful, but... I really do think they might have done more to help. I agree. It's really rather shaming. Well, I can draw you a plan of the house. At least as much of it as I know. The entrances and exits are permanently guarded. But there must... There must be a way. That would be very helpful. Wouldn't it, Barbara? It would be, yes. We can give it to Mr. Preston, at least. Then I'll do it. And... Afterwards. Yes? Oh, listen, I know that neither of you are real nuns, but it would be a great comfort to me, all the same, if we'd be able to pray. No, don't shoot. Why ever not? I'm not who you think. I've been sent from Moscow by Lenin. Yes, by Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. And by Trotsky, too. Leon Trotsky. And there was another man, the Georgian... Stalin. What do you know of these things? Those names? More than that. I can tell you what will happen to every one of them. Ian, what is this? It's an ice pick for Mr. Trotsky, I'm afraid. Right in the back of the head. No, this cannot be true. I'm afraid it is. And, yes, there's just one more thing. What? I didn't want to have to hit him. I'm no fan of physical violence as a rule, but I don't see that in that situation I had much more choice. But what you were saying about our comrades, Trotsky and the others. Oh, I just made it all up. I was just improvising, trying to distract him. 
Hmm. Well, it, it seemed to work, didn't it? We should keep moving. He won't be unconscious for long. And we need to get back to that house. You're right, my friend, of course. So come on! Where are we, Yorovsky? What is this desolate place? We have come far outside the town, to the Kopyaki Forest. This place is called Four Brothers. Seems to me we're at the very edge of civilization itself. This pitiful forest glade, this little patch of wilderness. We are at the end of Europe here. It's a wasteland. And and you may take it from one who knows a thing or two about such places, that they are, without exception, the consequence of neglect, destitution, and strife. In that, Doctor, I'm sure you are correct, but I did not bring you here in order to listen to you pontificate. Then why? Come, Doctor. There is a particular feature in the landscape which I wish for you to see. What is it? I think you know, or at least suspect. On the contrary... I am hopeful that at any moment you will enlighten me. This land was once used for mining, though there was little enough treasure in the earth. I can believe it. This here was a mine shaft, you see? Deep and unforgiving. Indeed. No doubt you are correct, sir, but I fail to see what I'm supposed to make of it all. Doctor, as soon as I receive my orders from Moscow, I will have to execute the entirety of our former royal family. And it is into this deep, dark pit that I intend to fling their corpses. There is much water at the bottom of it, which I believe shall cover them and hide them from the sight of the world through eternity. Down there, in time, they will be forgotten. You seem... Troubled, Doctor. But not, I think, surprised. I am not. Then you disapprove. I do more than merely disapprove. I think it is an abomination, sir. A foolish, pointless waste of human life. And yet, all the same, you're quite powerless to stop me, aren't you? When you spoke to the prisoner, you said as much that you are not permitted in this instance to interfere. I can see from your face, Doctor, that I am in this correct. The Phonograph Diary of Thomas Preston, July the 16th, 1918. I confess myself a little nervous as to the success of my stratagem concerning the Ipatiev house and its royal residence. Those two strange English women whom I requisitioned earlier today disappeared inside, both in full disguise, several hours ago. They have yet to emerge, and I'm growing concerned. The Bolshevik is, at the best of times, a testy fellow, swift to anger, and I fear for the safety of the ladies should they be discovered. Yet I am worried not only because of the perilous political situation here at present, but because of something rather less tangible. There is today about a Katrinburg a terrible air of foreboding. 
It is as though we all of us stand without realising upon some awful precipice, as though at any moment we shall begin our dreadful descent. Now the order, when it comes, will be sent from Moscow, direct from the chair of the Council of People's Commissars. Two words. That's all it will take. Two innocuous words to end the lives of a family. And of a piece of history, too. You sound almost regretful, Mr. Yurovsky. Just a moment ago, you were all but boasting of your imminent regicide. Not boasting, Doctor. Never that. But I do believe that their deaths are a necessary evil. Their deaths will be an outrage against decency, sir. Women, children, teenage girls and a sickly boy. They are young now, yes, I grant you. But they would hardly remain so. We cannot permit the survival of any figurehead around which the royalists might coalesce. This is not fanaticism, as you would have it, but simple realism. Their very existence retards the progress of our new state. But they are innocents. Nicholas was a despot and a bloodsucker. He presided over the deaths of thousands. His reign was one of brutal tyranny. We are all a product of our times, Jurovsky. Matters are not as clear-cut as you suggest. Besides, you have stripped all power from him now. Why not simply send them into exile? We cannot permit such living banners to endure. Their survival will be a rallying point for counter-revolutionaries. But you would be showing mercy, would you not? And surely... Mercy is the bedrock of any truly mature and civilized order. Such an act would establish your new order as a beacon of lenience and fairness. Your words are those of a bourgeois naive. Such mercy would make us the very laughingstock of the world. Our state will be seen from the first to be feckless and weak. Oh, but I've seen what becomes of your precious state, sir. Murder on an industrial scale. Oppression of your own people to a degree beyond the wildest dreams of the worst of your czars. Madness and chaos and devastation for generations. You may be right, Doctor. I am, sir. I've seen the future. I wonder. I believe it's possible that you're not lying. I can assure you that I'm not. Do you know... As a young man, I wanted to be a photographer. That's all. To have my own studio and take portraits of happy families. Your professional regrets are of very little interest to me, sir. Why did you bring me here? I think... I think that a part of me wished for you to dissuade me from that course of action which I know cannot be averted. And have I succeeded? Oh, Doctor... Do you really think that a few well-chosen phrases will be sufficient to dissuade a true patriot? Come, let's return to the house. My course was set a long time ago. No dark room for me. Uh, wait, you never said. Your execution order. You said that it was composed of two innocuous words. I did. And what are they? A foolish thing, really. A kind of joke, I suppose. It's this, Doctor. Chimney sweeping. What did you say? Chimney sweep. 
Come on, Ian. We're almost there. We can cut through here, I think. The grounds of this house will lead to the street beyond. Very well. I'm in your hands. I know. But not long now, I promise. And then... It will all be over. Cut through here, I think. The grounds of this house will lead to the street beyond. Very well. I'm in your hands. I know. But not long now, I promise. And then... It will all be over. Thank you, sister, for praying with us. Not at all. It seemed under the circumstances. Rather the least we could do. You should leave now, I think. This house grows more dangerous by the hour. I'll take what we learned to the consulate. I doubt it will do any good, my dear. The time has passed, I'm afraid, for our salvation. There's always hope, Your Majesty. I wonder... I wonder if you truly believe that. Your eyes tell me that you believe our course to be quite immovable and set. What are you two doing here, skulking in the corridors? Plotting and conspiring like snakes? We're doing nothing of the sort, Mr. Nakulin. We're merely bidding farewell. You've had time enough for that. Where is the other one? The little nun? She is saying goodbye to my youngest daughter. Then she should hurry. We strive at all times here to be reasonable people. But we shall not be taken advantage of, neither shall we permit ourselves to be mocked. Thank you, Susan. You've been a great and unexpected comfort today. Oh, we do our best. It's been so nice to see someone new here. Usually it's just my family and those awful men who watch over us. Anastasia, will you remember what I taught you? Yes, I think I understand. It was really quite a remarkable experience. Good. That's good. We should go now, novice. Mr. Nakulin is growing restless. Goodbye, then. Goodbye. You seem pensive, Doctor. I have little wish to talk with you, Yurovsky, but yes, I am considering consequences. And what do you mean by that? I have lived a long time. I have, more often than not, more often than people might think, abided by the rules. But today, seeing you and... Everything you stand for, I, I find myself wondering more than ever at the terrible justice of history. 
postscript to earlier entry. It would seem that there has been a development. Two men, one English, one Russian, have been found in the grounds of the consulate. I have ordered them to be brought before me for questioning. I find the presence of more strangers to be most ominous. The net, it would seem, is closing tightly now about us all. Goodbye, dear ladies. I would ask you not to visit with us again. That's just as well, as I don't believe we'd care to. I'll gladly second that. Good day to you both. What a very unpleasant man. We should hurry back to the consulate, Barbara. Come on! Did you get any information from Nicholas while I was with the rest of the family? A sense of overall layout, yes. But nothing more than that. The whole house has become a prison. Do you think we'll be in time? Oh, Susan, you do understand now, don't you? What will happen to them? To Anastasia and her father and all of the Romanov family. But we can change it, can't we? We're here now and we can save them. Susan, you know what your grandfather would say. Of course I do. But that doesn't mean I have to agree with him. I mean, you didn't, did you, Barbara? When we were with the Aztecs? No, I didn't. Not at first. But I learned the truth in the end. The hard way. Tell me who you are and what you were doing in our grounds. I'm Ian Chesterton, and this is my friend Makarenkov. Sir. You're English, aren't you? I am, yes. I'm proud to be so. I remember feeling just the same. It was changed. That scarcely matters now. Uh, Makarenkov, you say. What was your business in the grounds of my consulate? I ought not to say. I think you can trust him. You can tell him the truth. Well... You were trying to reach it, weren't you? The Apatiev house. How did you know? Instinct and guesswork. And a sense that events are reaching their terrible crescendo. I know it's difficult, Susan. Worse than that is horrible, beyond description. Listen, we need to find the others, get them free, locate the ship, and then maybe see if we can do anything to help Anastasia and the rest. But don't you feel it? It'll already be too late by then. We'll talk in a moment. For now, look, we're back at the consulate. There's a lot I can't tell you. A lot which is secret. Listen, I know enough to understand what's in store for those unfortunates who are locked up in that house over there. The situation has been a politically delicate one for months. Even now I'm exceeding the boundaries of my jurisdiction. Ian! Susan! And Barbara, too! Why ever are you dressed like that? It's a long story. But you can start by asking Mr. Preston here. Preston? What on earth do you have to say for yourself, man? It was a necessary stratagem. I can and I shall explain. But for now, madam, did you learn anything about the nature of the house? Susan and I spoke to the family. They all seemed physically well, if distinctly downhearted. They're all miserable. Those poor people. But the house? I believe I can sketch a rough layout for you. But listen, I'm afraid there's no possibility of escape. It's absolutely crawling with Bolshevik zealots. I see. Mr. Chesterton? What is it? Where's your friend, Makarenkov? Why, he's just... Good Lord. Fellow's vanished. He must have slipped out while we were talking. Wait here, all of you. I have to find that man. Wait. Stop where you are. I think not. Where do you think you're going? To destiny. 
to my place in the chronicles of this great nation. You don't understand. You're under arrest. You have no such power over me. Let me leave this house. I will not. Very well. Then you'll be crushed beneath the wheels of history. No. Put that down. Foolish bourgeois swine. Ah! I shed no tears for you. My duty is of the greatest importance. Nothing and no one will stand in my way. Ian, that was a shot! Wait here, both of you. I'll go and see. Oh, good God. Preston! He's... he's... What happened? Makarenkov. He's not what he seems. Makarenkov? We need help here! Help! Help! You need to stop him. He's a Bolshevik agent. Ian? What's happened? I thought I told you two to stay put. Well, I won't be told, Ian. Not even by you. Mr. Preston? He's been shot by Makarenkov. For goodness sake, I thought there were staff here. We need to get you medical attention urgently. They'll be on their way. But please, you need to stop Makarenkov. But he's a royalist. He told me so. He's just a chimney sweep. He was... Lying to you. Stop him. Stop him now. Ian? Well, I don't like to do this, but I don't see that we have much of a choice. Come on. There he is. He's running towards the Apatium house. Come on. Stop. Stop. Keep out of this. It's not your affair. Ian, Ian, I think this is supposed to happen. You remember? You remember your history? I do. Of course I do. But we have to do something. Don't come any closer, any of you. You know, I won't hesitate to shoot. You lied to me. I did only what was necessary. I had to get to the house without revealing my true identity. I couldn't trust anybody. There are spies and sympathizers and counter-revolutionaries everywhere. What is the meaning of this commotion? Comrade, I need to speak to Yurovsky. And the two little nuns have been returned to us, I see. Not through choice, Mr. Nakulin. I can assure you of that. Wait, everybody. That car's stopping. And look, look who's getting out. Susan! Grandfather! Doctor, where have you been? This is chaos. Absolute chaos. Nikulin, what's been happening here? I can explain, sir. And so you shall. Everybody, all of you, inside now. Now, I want a full explanation of this mayhem. If I don't get answers within moments, I am quite prepared to shoot. I'm sure there's no need to make such threats as that. This is a Bolshevik house. You have no sway here. Nikulin, you have much to explain. Comrade, these women claim to be nuns. I do not now believe them to be so. Rather, I think they are royalist agents. That is entirely untrue. We are innocent. And unlike you, we've done nothing wrong. Liars! I think with two words that I can end this. Oh? And what words are those? Chimney sweep. You have come from Moscow, then? I have. And there's no doubt or uncertainty? None at all? No, comrade. The message is absolutely clear. There is not the slightest possibility of any ambiguity. Well, then. We must make arrangements. Grandfather, 
What does he mean? Oh, my child, I'm very much afraid that Mr. Yurovsky here has just been given his orders. Isn't that right, sir? It is. And what do you mean to do about them? I mean to obey, Doctor. I don't see that I have any other choice. Not if I wish to remain a patriot. But there are other ways. There are always other ways. You have to see that. You know that I cannot allow myself to do so. Barbara, is that what I think it is? I'm afraid so. The last of the Romanovs. Nikulin, unfortunately, these four strangers have complicated matters, rather. We must now consider them as witnesses. That, sir, is an outrage. We're all of us English, more or less. You'd be in direct contravention of international law. You don't understand. There is only the law of the people here. And it is quite clear to me what they would desire. No, you can't. You can't hurt us, and you can't murder that family. But the power is all ours, is it not? And so we can do whatever we like. The girl is right. Your Majesty. Go back to your room, citizen Romanov. This does not concern you. I should say that, on the contrary, it concerns me a very great deal, for I have some inkling of what you have planned. We mean only to move you and your family as we have already discussed at length. No, I fancy that I understand the nature of the order that you have received. As I must, I will accept my fate, but you have to let the others go. You are in no position to be delivering orders. Oh, but for once I think that I am, for you will need my cooperation, won't you? I would rather that we discuss this in private, citizen. That I cannot allow, for you have permitted no privacy to me. Let these people go at once. All of them are innocent. Your Majesty, you need not do this. What about your daughter? Your family? Some things cannot be altered or diverted, however much we should wish them to be. I think that the old man understands, more perhaps than any of us. Grandfather? You know in your heart, child, I think that you do, that there are points at which not so much as a single line can be changed. Well, I hate it. I hate it! Go. Go now. Sir, we should shoot them. History will not forgive us for fumbling this moment. History, sirs, in the long run, will not forgive any of you. What you will do here will become a source of national infamy and shame. But yes, we will leave. I fear that we have not the slightest choice. Ian, Barbara, Susan, come with me. No! Let them pass, Nikulin. Let them pass. Mess. What a wretched business. Susan? I can't, Barbara. I just can't talk to any of you at the moment. We need to get back to the TARDIS. I, I can't see that it's quite where I left it. I don't suppose anyone knows where it is. Mr. Preston does. Preston, eh? And where is he? He's at the British consulate. We left him there, wounded but not fatally so. Then we should make haste. We should hurry. I have a feeling that... Very soon now, we might even have to run. Thank you, Yorovsky. For once, I do believe you may have done the right thing. Go to your room. I shall speak with you shortly. Very well. Comrade 
Makarenkov, was it? Yes, comrade. Go to the kitchens. Get something to eat. You will need fortitude tonight, for there is warm and terrible work indeed which lies ahead of us. Yes, of course. And thank you for all that you do for the advancement of human progress. As for you, Nikun, Comrade. It gives me no pleasure at all to say this. But? The strangers. They are elements which do not make sense. They are the wrong pattern in the weave of history. Go after them. Make it neat. Make it tidy. And keep it, if you can, from our friends at the consulate. But please... Kill them all. So you say this Preston fellow stole the TARDIS? That doesn't make a deal of sense. Not quite. He said that he knew where it was, though he never showed us any proof. You think he was lying to you? I think it's possible. What do you think, Susan? What I think is that I still don't want to talk to any of you. Well, nonetheless, it's our best lead. I suggest we go to this consulate and see if we can't find our ship. Uh, Doctor? Yes, my boy? What you said a moment ago about running. Look behind us, carefully. Oh. Oh, dear me. What is it? Looks like friend Nikulin is coming after us. With a gun. Can't we trust anyone in this vile place? Time to run, then. As I thought. Oh, dear me. Come on. So, you'll talk to your family? Tell them that they're to be moved. You'll understand, I think, when I say that it would be for everyone's benefit if panic or disruption or unpleasantness of any sort were to be avoided. I will say what I need to say to them. Don't fret. You'll have your polite execution, Yurovsky, if that's truly what you want. Of course it's not what I want. Of course it's not. But this isn't a decision which is down to one man. This is what the people want. You understand me? This is what has to happen if any of us are going to be able to build a new and better world in place of the old. A new world at the cost of how many innocent lives? Come now. That is an antiquated argument. What empire in history has not possessed such a foundation? But you were supposed to be different, don't you understand? You promised to be different to the rest, better and finer. I know. Yet here you are, contemplating the murder of children. To what purpose? Because it is too late now to change our course. Then, in the end, you are as powerless as me. I suppose I am. The machinery of history, Yurovsky, is relentless and inexorable and without mercy. It grinds us all between its cogs. We have but few chances to change its operation, and all of them have slipped by us both. We're just bystanders now. Don't you think? Witnesses to the inevitable? You're quite right. Of course you are. Your Majesty. Stop where you are! There is no need to cause a scene! <laughs> For a man who doesn't want to cause a scene, he's jolly noisy. Oh, come on! Come on, all of you! We have to reach the consulate! But the ship... Dear me, where's the ship? Stop! You're only making it worse for yourselves! Doctor, look! Up ahead! The consulate! No, no! The TARDIS! Come on! All of you! 
come on! Oh! Oh, thank goodness! Oh. Dear me, just in time. Though rather a closer call than I'd prefer. Wouldn't you say so, Susan? I suppose. Oh, what a pity. I don't think Mr. Nicolin knows quite what to make of it now, does he? No. No, how is this possible? A miracle. But miracles are not possible. Therefore, this cannot be happening. Therefore, it must be ignored. Therefore, it did not happen. So nothing has happened here at all today. And there are no witnesses left to dispute it. Yes. Yes, that is how it must be. This is how it shall be. And from now on, we the people shall be the very shapers of reality. I'm going to the library. I don't want to be disturbed. Susan, wait. No, I won't. I'll talk to her. In a while. Thank you, my dear. Doctor, where did the TARDIS come from? Just appearing like that? Oh, I suspect it simply removed itself from the situation for a while. It dematerialized and returned when it was needed. This time and place is fixed, you see. No interference is allowed. The ship knows it, I think, and so it hid to avoid any uh, complication. Is that possible? Well, yes, quite, most probably. No, certainly, for it has happened, has it not? Well, you can't argue with that sort of logic. Ian, Barbara, uh, there are points in history which cannot be affected, however repugnant they may be. And make no mistake, what we have seen today is a building block in an edifice of tyranny. A single act of savagery which will beget a thousand more. But in the end, after your own time, it will all tumble down. Things will change, things will shift in new directions. And perhaps, one day, something better will emerge from the dust. My friends, we should count ourselves very fortunate. I have to say, it hardly feels like that at the moment. Fortunate, Doctor? For what? Why, for our being given the terrible privilege of bearing witness. Father, you wanted to see me? Yes, I want to speak to all of you. There are matters we have to discuss. We're about to be moved once again to somewhere better, or so Jorovsky says. Father. Pudding? I think you're lying to me. Oh, my beautiful, clever, perceptive girl, I do love you. Father, why are you speaking so strangely? In the end, Anastasia, people will remember the love we had for each other. Whatever else endures, whatever lies and stories are told, that one truth will go on. Father, I'm so very frightened. I understand. Will you hug me? Just for a moment? Of course, of course I will, my dear. 
Knock, knock. Come in, Barbara. I wanted to make sure that you're all right. We're all very worried about you, you know. I'm fine now. Unlike Anastasia and the rest. It's horrible, I know. It's grotesque. But we can't always make things better. Sometimes we just have to walk away and remember. I know, I know that. But, just the same, I think I might have done something. Do you mean you wanted to? No, I mean that I actually did. Susan, what have you done? This morning, you found me in that state of meditation. Yes. Well, I taught the princess how to do the same. Oh, Susan. Hear me out. She can slow her heartbeat. She can make it look like she's quite unconscious or worse. Susan, dear, I don't think that would be nearly enough. Though there were always rumours about Anastasia. So I can hope, then. I can hope that it isn't all so pointless as it seems. Yes, of course. Of course you can. You can always hope for that. Doctor, I didn't mean to appear rude this morning. I was just a little frustrated, I suppose. Certainly I didn't want to sound offhand. Oh, but there's no need to mention that. No need at all, my boy. Well, I wanted to, all the same. Uh, the day's been a grim one, Chesterton. Filled with the remorselessness of history. Indeed, I'd almost forgotten our early discussion. So very much, after all, has happened since. If I may say so, you still seem rather troubled by it all. Well, I... I suppose that I am. I'm starting, you see, to wonder... About what? About whether we have a duty to intervene, Chesterton. No matter the cost or the rules, about whether what I have believed all of my life to be true is necessarily so, and about whether one day, in the end, I'm simply going to have to change. That sounds a bit extreme, Doctor. We all like you, you know, just the way you are. Oh, you're very kind. Very kind indeed. But for now, yes, let's see where we end up next. Onwards, then. That's right, my boy. Always. Onwards. Doctor? What's happened? The ship doesn't appear to be working. You have been listening to The First Doctor Adventures, Last of the Romanovs by Jonathan Barnes. The Doctor was played by David Bradley, Susan, Claudia Grant, Barbara Wright, Gemma Powell, Ian Chesterton, Jamie Glover. 
Nicholas Alexandrovich Romanov, Thomas Preston, Leighton Pugh. Yakov Yurovsky, Commandant, Dan Starkey. Grigory Nikulin, George Waitman. Makarenkov, John Albasini. Anastasia Romanov, Alex Tregeer. Director, Ken Bentley. Producer, David Richardson. Sound design and music, Howard Carter. Script editor, John Dorney. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haig-Ellery. <laughs>